to split it up into two, but I didn't know how far I'd be able to get, and I didn't want to leave you with a lack of information. Say amen. So this is what this means. This means bring it back next week. Say it with me. Say it again. Bring it back next week. Make sure and bring it back next week so we don't have to print any more. Uh, we'll just print those that were not here tonight and give them to them next week. Uh, we're just going to go through this slowly. I, I don't want to rush on this because this is a big deal. Uh, we're going to talk about wisdom tonight. Uh, I know in several different books we have we have talked about wisdom. We talked about wisdom in Proverbs and uh, even in James chapter number 1 we talked about wisdom where he said to ask and he would give it to us. But this is really important because we're talking about two different kinds of wisdom. Uh, kind of a, a preview uh, of where we're at. Uh, uh, knowledge, knowledge is information, all right? Knowledge is information. It means you know something, to know, all right? That's what knowledge is. If you have knowledge, that means you know some information. Uh, if, how many y'all have? How many y'all have discovered the the game on the phones uh, trivia crack? Is that not addicting? Come on now. I, I I went and done a funeral. I went and done a funeral in Tennessee. My cousin was up there, and he said, "Man, you got to you got to see this." So he put his name on there. And, uh, and and put it on my phone, and we played each other when it was over, and I didn't have nobody else to play. I got seven random games going on my phone. Say amen. And all it is is, is you know some information. I mean, it's trivia. You, they ask you a question, and then you give them. So, so people that are really good at it, they know a lot of information. They know a lot of stuff. Are you all with me? Say amen. All right. Now, the difference between knowledge and wisdom, wisdom is this, the right use of knowledge. The ability to use the knowledge you have in a correct way, a right way, a, a, a wise way. Knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge, you know a bunch of stuff. Wisdom is you know what to do with the stuff that you know. If that makes sense, say amen. Now here's, here's why this is important. What we're going to learn tonight and what we're going to read here in James is we're going to learn that there's two, there's two different kinds of knowledge, or excuse me, two different kinds of wisdom. Two different kinds of uh, ways of thinking, two different kinds of uh, a way of operating. And I, I use in the title, uh, what kind of wisdom are you operating in? What kind of wisdom? Because we're going to talk about wisdom from above, and then we're going to talk about wisdom from beneath. We're going to talk about uh, 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 things that we shouldn't follow, things that we shouldn't listen to, things that we shouldn't hear, and then how we need to follow the Lord. So if you're with me, say Amen. The Bible says in James chapter number 3, in verse number 13, if you found your spot, say amen. amen. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge? In other words, he's furnished with information. He's furnished with a lot of knowledge among you. Let him show out of a good conversation his works. And the word conversation there means behavior. Let him show out of a good behavior his works with meekness of wisdom. In other words, it doesn't really matter how much you know if you don't use what you know right. And you need to do it with meekness. Uh, uh, but if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first what pure then peaceable gentle and easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits without partiality 
and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make what? How many of y'all know our world needs some peace? How many of y'all could use a little more peace in your life right now? Listen, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your blessings, your kindness. Just thank you for a full house. Thank you for people who who have come tonight to study, to learn, to grow, uh, to be better. Lord, we want to sharpen tonight. We want to we put our faith in you. We want to develop, uh, uh, Lord, what you have put inside of us. We want to take your word and make us stronger, uh, build our faith. God, I pray that you'll just move in such a way that we'll leave change tonight. God, we'll leave encouraged tonight. We'll leave help tonight. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Wisdom. Why is wisdom so important? Billy Graham, <clears throat> Billy Graham said the strongest principle of life and blessings lies in our choice. Say that word with me. In our, our choice. In other words, the choices you make in your life. Life, life is nothing but a series of choices. You choose to get up out of bed this morning or stay in bed this morning. You choose to go to work or you choose to stay home. You choose to brush your teeth or you choose to eat a biscuit. Say amen. It's, it's full of choices. Now watch what he says. The strongest principle of life and blessings lies in our choice, are the choices we make. Our life, now, now watch, our life is the sum result of all the choices we make. Now you say, preacher, what does that mean? All the choices you make, when you add them up, that's what life you have. The life you are experiencing right now, the life you are, you, you are developing. And I know, I know there's some things that happened to us that was not our choice, that we did not choose. Uh, we, we deal with that. But overall, overall, in the majority, most of us are experiencing the life that we've chosen. Now, it says our life is the sum result of all the choices we make, both consciously and unconsciously. If we can control the process of choosing... We can take control of all aspects of our life. We can find the freedom that comes from being in charge of our life. So start with what is right rather than what is acceptable. If you don't make a decision, then time will make it for you, and time will always side against you. What is he saying? Life is full of choices. Why do we need wisdom? So we will make the right choices. So we will make the right choices. So we will, we will uh, uh, make the right steps in our life. Choose the right things. Now, what is making these verses different than what we studied in Proverbs and what we studied in James chapter number 1? He is trying to help us understand there is a distinction in the way we do things. There is a distinction in the influence that's on us. Everybody's influenced by something. Everybody is encouraged by something. Everybody is tempted by something. Now, I want to I stick with the word influence here. And when we use the word wisdom, uh, a godly wisdom, or an earthly wisdom, in other words, what is influencing the decisions that you are making in your life? What is influencing the decisions you make at work? What is influencing the decisions you make at home? What is influencing, hey, let's make it simple. Let's apply, I mean, just get real practical. What is influencing the decisions you make when you get dressed? The attire that you wear. 
what you, what you go out of the house with or, or, or what kind of language that you use. What is influencing the decisions you make in the life that you live? Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now listen, uh, let's, let's look at it. Let's look at He's contrasting in this particular short verses, four or five verses here. He's contrasting a good wisdom and a bad wisdom. He's, he's contrasting a, a good way to make decisions in a bad way to make decisions. He's, he's contrasting a good influence on our life and a bad influence on our life. Now the question is, what's influencing the decisions you're making? Because we are all being influenced by something. Good or bad, we're all being influenced by something. Now we can say this, the things that's going on in our life are greatly determined by what's influencing the choices that we make. If that makes sense, say amen. Now watch this. Watch this. Let's look in our notes. Let's look in our notes. Uh, verse number verse number thirteen. <clears throat> he he says, "I, I want to ask you. I want to ask." He's asking the question, and you got to understand that the the, the 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 people that he's addressing they're having issues. When we go into the next chapter, at the beginning of the next chapter, he's talking about wars and fightings. Uh, they're not getting along. They're having issues. Uh, uh, they're, they're arguing over who's going to lead, who's going to uh, have the higher positions, and, you know, uh, uh, who's going to have a higher status. In verse number one of this particular chapter, he said, don't, want, don't, 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 don't choose to be in charge because, because those that are in charge have a higher accountability and a higher responsibility. He said, they're going to be judged worse than anybody else. Are you all with me? Say amen. So now he's coming back to address that same crowd. He said, you in here that have wisdom or you in here that are endued with knowledge, if you think you know something, you, you, you smart people in here, if, 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 if we can use that terminology, he says, watch this. If, it doesn't matter how much you know if you don't use it right. He said, use the knowledge you have. You may be endued with knowledge in verse 13. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But watch what he says. But let me give you some symptoms. If ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, and we're going to go into detail about each one of them, glory not and lie not against the truth. Why? This wisdom descendeth not from where? But is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Now let's, let's, let's look at our notes. Here is the contrast first of origin, where this wisdom comes from. He's contrasting where this influence in our life, where it comes from. First, he looks at man's wisdom. He looks at man's wisdom. What is the origin of man's wisdom? This wisdom descendeth not from above, what, what we just read, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. James 3.15. The believer has three enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Watch, watch Ephesians 2. Look in your notes right there, Ephesians chapter number 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in your trespasses and in sin. The word quicken there means made alive. You were once dead. You were once without God. You were once outside. Uh, you were once without any life whatsoever. But the moment that you got saved, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of life came into your soul, came into your being, and quickened you and made you alive, and you were born again. Say amen. You who he hath quickened, who were dead in your trespasses and in sin. Now watch what he says. Where in time past ye walked according, in other words, you behaved according to the influence, what? The course of this world. The way the world influenced you to be. According to the prince of the power of the air, who's that? That's Satan, that's the devil. 
and the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also, so first we're being influenced by the world, we're being influenced by the devil, among, verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. In other words, your, your greatest enemies are the world, the devil, and self, our own flesh. And I would have to say, I would have to say probably our biggest enemy is in the mirror. The biggest one I fight every day is me, my own flesh. We have this influence over us. Our flesh wants to control. Satan wants to control. The world wants to control. How does the world operate? He said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible says that conform, what does conform mean? It means to apply pressure to press into a mold. So what is the world doing? The world is pressing you and trying to push you into a mold, a way of thinking, a way of behaving, a way of dressing, a way of talking, a way of believing. Now think about this. We have to fight the world. The world is wanting to influence your life. I mean, let's, let's look at it practically. Look at, the, look at the styles, look at the styles of dress today. You walk out in, in society, go to Walmart, go to the mall, go wherever, and look at the way, look at the way in the, in the, in the stores, in the mannequins and all this stuff, they're trying to influence the way that you would dress or operate or act. They want to dress or, or, or change the way you think about things, the way you think about morality. The way you, what you think is right or okay or acceptable. They're trying to change what you think is good or what should be bad. Whether it's, whether it's same-sex marriage, whether it's, whether it's just uh, living together, whatever it might be, the world is trying to influence you. You're always going to have to fight the world. You're going to have to fight Satan. Satan is after you. The Bible says he's as a roaring lion. It's Romans about seeking whom he may devour. He is real. He is not a fairy tale. He hates your guts. He wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your children. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your church. He is a real enemy. And we have to, we have to fight his influence. Not only that, but self, the flesh. How many of y'all realize the flesh doesn't want to pray? How many of y'all realize the flesh don't want to read the Bible? If you ever have problems going to sleep, break your Bible out. Listen, <laughs> Ambien ain't got nothing on Bible reading. Let <laughs> me prove it. Wake up five this morning and start, and, and start your prayer time, five o'clock. See if your flesh don't want to stay in bed. Let somebody, let somebody say something wrong to you or off-color to you or hurtful to you, and what does your flesh want to do? You want to retaliate. Y'all with me? Now watch. Three things he says in this verse. First, he says, the wisdom from beneath. We're going to talk about the wisdom from above. That's what we all need. When, thank God it's there to get. Amen? But the, 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 the wisdom from the influence from beneath comes from three things. It's earthly. That's the world. All right, it's earthly, that's the world. Then it's sensual, that's our senses, our flesh. Uh, we reason, and we'll go into that in more detail. 
and then devilish or demonic Satan. Those three things we fight. Now, right, let's watch, let's, let's read the notes right here. There is a wisdom. What does it, it say in 1 Corinthians 1.20? Before you flip your page, I see y'all done went to two and we still on one. I can hear it. 1 Corinthians 1.20. 1 Corinthians 1.20. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath God not, or hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world, the way of thinking, the way of operating, the way uh, 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 of acting? Now watch. There is a wisdom of the world. We just read that. Do not confuse, do not confuse the world's knowledge and the world's wisdom. Do not confuse the world's knowledge and the world's wisdom. How many of y'all are glad that, that dentists have the knowledge to take out an abscess tooth? How many of y'all are glad that a doctor has the knowledge to cut cancer out or to apply a certain medicine? There's, there's knowledge in this world that we have. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about a way of thinking, a way of behaving, a way of acting. Now, watch. Certainly there is a great deal of knowledge in the world, and we all benefit from it. But there is not much wisdom. God's wisdom is foolishness to man. Now, watch this. This is so good. Man's wisdom comes from what? Reason. What, what do you, what do you, when you tell somebody, uh, when you tell somebody, you know, Jesus rose from the dead. What will they say? That doesn't make sense. They're operating with reason. They're operating with their senses. I'm, I'm trying to reason this out. I'm trying to make sense of this. Well, if you try to make sense of, 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 of faith, it's not going to happen. It, it, how, is a, how, is a, how is a finite mind going to make sense of an infinite God? Now, man, man's wisdom comes by reason. But watch what it says. God's wisdom comes from revelation. Man's worldly wisdom will come to nothing, obviously, while God's wisdom will endure forever. Because the world has turned from God, it has lost its wisdom. Now, so we, we see we have a worldly influence. And be careful. Please be careful. Please be careful. I, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. And be careful of letting, and, and, I, and I, always come, I always come back to dress. And people say, oh, you, you harp on that too much. Listen, what you wear on the outside is a reflection of what's on the inside. It, it, it truly is. If, 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 if your heart's dirty, it's going to be dirty outside too. If your heart is modest, you're going to be modest on the outside too. And, and, and we've got to be careful of letting what's acceptable out there I, I i was i was listening to a uh i was listening to a a a politician uh and, and reading reading a, a a an article that he wrote they were interviewing him uh, elections all over now and he didn't win thank god uh but but hey they were interviewing him and they were talking about abortion and he said look it's, he said it's the law of the land now we need to quit worrying about it and uh it, it's a law so let's move on to something else we can't change in other words, it's accept, we got to accept it because it's a law. Now, that's, that, that's crazy. That's insane. We, we never accept immorality. Never, 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 never say amen. amen. And just because the world and, and culture accepts it doesn't mean it's right. 
whether it's a lifestyle, whether it's a, a mode of, of, of acting, no matter what it might be, we've got to stick with godly wisdom, not the influence of the world. Uh, let me... Let me <clears throat> Watch, watch how, how it works. If, if you will go back and, 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 and let's, let's, let's think about TV a minute. There are things being played on TV right now that 20 years ago, they would, they would have been riding in the streets. And, and here's what happened. So many things that at one time would make us blush, it was, it was brought in sitcoms 30 minutes at a time and made jokes about and made us laugh i'm talking about an immoral ungodly lifestyle whether it's shacking up whether i mean everybody wants to always come back to homosexuality but adultery fornication it's all the same listen listen come on y'all getting quiet and, and so, so we watch it, and, and, and it's funny, and we laugh. And, and so now we're, we're desensitized to it. So now we, it's, it's nothing anymore. It's, it's no big deal anymore. And you see it flashed in front of our eyes so much, so almost to the point it's acceptable. And that goes, that goes all the way down through society, no matter what it might be. Well, what's happened? We've allowed the world to inf- influence our way of thinking. So what happened? We, we, we have almost become conformed. Now, let me, let me clarify something. Let me clarify something. I think, I, think any church, I think any church needs to have people on a Sunday, or any, when, whatever church serves. There, there ought to be some people there that, 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 that look immodest. Preacher, that's not what you... No, no, listen. That means we're going out and getting lost people. Right? But nobody should ever have to turn their head when a church member comes by because they're dressed immodestly. It, don't clap. I, let's, 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 I'm, I'm just going I haven't slept in 24 hours, so I'm, ain't no telling what I'm going to say tonight. I think if there was ever a place that a man should be able to feel safe, to keep his mind safe, and come and worship, it should be the house of God. Right? I think, I think that, that we have allowed it just slowly but surely. Now, I, we've, we've been accused of being the riffraff church because we've, we have some shady characters that, 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 that come and... and I told you, when you the brighter the light, the bigger the bugs. Amen? That's great. But once the bug gets saved, he needs to start turning into a butterfly. God's not going to leave you a caterpillar. Say amen. Don't let the world influence you. Don't let Satan influence you. Look what, look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says. I, 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 I wrote this down. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, 
transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And he said, and no marvel. He said, that's not a surprise. Why? For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. What is, he's deceptive. He's deceptive. The devil's not going to come to you with a pitchfork, a, 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 a forked tail or pointy tail and, and, and horns like, like Hollywood wants to make him out to be. He's going to come as your best friend. He's going to come as somebody who's concerned about you. He's going to come to you just like he came to Eve and said, and, and, and said uh, what, what, yeah, yes, God said. What's he doing? He's trying, to, he's trying to get her to question God's word. Yea, hath God said, are you, you sure God? Uh, uh, what, what about this? He said, uh, and Eve, and this is, this is the natural response of most men. Uh, he said, yep, we can't eat it, and we can't even touch it. What did she just do? She just added to God's word. Now, now, he comes back and says, nah let me tell you what the real deal is. He just, he just hey, it's, it's all good, but he just knows you're going to be as smart as he is. That's all. You're, you're going to be as God. What's he doing? He's appealing to her flesh. He's, he's appealing to the pride of life. He's appealing as a friend. I care about you. Ladies, be careful when you and your husband are having some issues and y'all not getting along real good about that male friend at work that just is real concerned about you. Matter of fact, you don't need a male friend at work concerned about you. <laughs> Guys, ain't no different with you. I'm telling you, Satan is so good at what he does. And he doesn't quit. He doesn't go on vacation. We can't, we can't let down our guard. Let me tell you when I, we may get back to the notes. Let me tell you, when I have my toughest time, I'm, I'm just be a little transparent. I may have should have took a nap today. <laughs> I'm a, and, um, let me tell you when I have my hardest time is after a big day. When we've worked and we've worked and we've worked and we've prayed and we've prayed and we've invited and we've, we've done everything we could and we've, we've done all, and, and, and we have this big day and tons of people get saved and, 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 and now it, after it's all over, it's like we can go, and the greatest temptation I ever face in any time is when that happens. Because you so want to take a break. You so want to ease up. You so want to just say, now we can put it on cruise a little. You can't. Because here's the deal. Fighting this world and living as a Christian in this world is just like swimming upstream. The moment you stop paddling, you start going backwards. I'm going to take a break from whatever. That's a big mistake. I am so tickled to death. I'm telling you, I'm so tickled to death of all the, the messages that people have been sending me saying, Preacher Sunday, that message would help me because we was going to take a break, but boy, God showed me. I don't, I don't need to do that. That's dangerous. I'm telling you, that, that, that tickled me to death. Don't ever take a break on Satan. 
ever. Why? He's after you. Now watch. Now watch. Sensual, the flesh. False wisdom has another source. It's sensual. That is, it's natural. The Greek word, I ain't even going to try to say that word. You can say it any way you want to say it. Which comes from the other Greek word that we're not going to say, meaning life or soul. Our English word psychology is derived from it. In 1 Corinthians 2, 14, 15, 44, and 46, it's translated natural, referring to the opposite of spiritual. In Jude 19, it's translated sensual. The main idea is this. It seems to be that man's fallen nature as opposed to the new nature given by God. There is a wisdom that gets its origin in man's nature totally apart from the Spirit of God. Devilish, the devil. This wisdom is from beneath. It's also devilish. Perhaps the best way to say it, it's demonic. It's demonic. Beginning with Genesis 3, where Satan successfully deceived Eve and continued through the entire Bible, there is a wisdom of Satan at work, fighting against the wisdom of God. Satan convinced Eve that she would be like God. He told her that the tree would make her wise. And ever since that event, people have continued to believe Satan's lies and have tried to become their own gods. Satan is cunning. He's an old serpent. And he has wisdom that will confound and confuse you if you do not know the wisdom of God. Now, let's talk about God's wisdom. Now, how many of y'all, how many of y'all this, is, this is making sense. This is making sense that, that, that when, 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 you are, when you are fixing to make a, a life decision, you're, you're fixing to do something in your life, and, and, and you start thinking away, you, you start thinking about making this choice, but you know this choice you're fixing to make is unbiblical. Y'all with me? Stay with me. All right, you're fixing to choose a mate. You're, you're, you're fixing to choose a husband, or you're fixing to choose a wife, or, or, or you're fixing uh, 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 to choose a church. All right? And, and things, things start making you think away. And you say, well, you know, that's not, that's not what the Bible teaches. Here's, what, here's, what's, here's what's the most dangerous thing. I'm going with my heart. I, I, just, I just feel like the only problem with that is, is the Bible says your heart will lie to you. Your heart is deceitful. What does that mean? It means it'll trick you. Y'all with me? Say, what, well, what do we do? Here's what we do. Here's what we do. James describes, verse 17, verse 17. We talked about earthly wisdom. We talked about devilish. We talked about sensual, or self, fighting self. Verse 17. But the wisdom that is from where? Above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. Full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now watch. God's wisdom in James uh, 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 verse 17. James describes a wisdom that is from above. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. That's in chapter 1. The Christian looks up to heaven for all that he needs. His citizenship is in heaven. His father is in heaven. His treasures are in heaven. Uh, He was born from above when he trusted Jesus Christ. The believer's home is in heaven. This hope is in heaven. He sets his affection and attention on things above and not on earthly things. Look what Psalms 121. I will lift up mine eyes from upon the, unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the 
the Lord, which made heaven and earth. All right? Sources of wisdom. I want to give you these, but I want to give you some warnings. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you get counsel from. Please do that. Your source of counsel should not be the barbershop. It should not be the beauty shop. It should not be the auto shop. You should not get marriage counseling from somebody that's been through three or four of them. You should not get financial advice from somebody that can't keep their lights on. You said, oh, this is... No, no. We are listening to all the wrong people. I, I, was, I was in the coon club. Yep, we got one. And it's full of, full of older gentlemen, which is usually a hoot. And, and especially when it's cold, uh, because when you get a little on the lazy side, uh, you like to sit back and eat hot dogs and listen to them lie to each other. It's great. I mean, they'll, they'll lie about each other's dogs, and that, you know, they'll, they'll try to sell a dog that isn't worth a quarter at all and now they say have you ever seen that dog tree or, or or with that dog tree he said man it'll tickle you to death to see that dog tree he turns around walks away he said it tickled me to death to see that dog tree <laughs> go to buy a dog and they say what do you call that thing he said just turn him loose you'll call him all kind of things amen <laughs> oh it's fun it's great I, I was in there one night and 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 this young man was in there and he was having he was having some issues he was having some issues, marital issues. And, and I, I was sitting there and I was watching. And they was, well, I tell you what I'd do. And this other one, I tell you, this is what you need to do. And I, I, I'm thinking, dear God, I hope he don't listen to none of them. Because they're in this room for a reason. Say amen. Hello? All right, let's just be honest. Some of y'all looking at me funny. Let's be honest. How many of y'all got bad advice before? How many of y'all followed somebody's advice and said, Dear God, why did I do that? So, so I'm telling the truth. Now watch. What do we do then? Is it, is, it, is it bad to get counsel from somebody? No. The Bible says there's safety in a multitude of counsel. Right? So how, how, do, we, how do we test it? How do we test it? How do, how do we go to somebody, get counsel from them about a decision to make, and then we say, well, can, how can I know if that's the right counsel? Here, here's how we do it. Number one, where's our source of wisdom? Christ. Number one, write that down. Christ. Look what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians one twenty four. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ. Say that with me. Christ, the power of God, and, watch what he, he's not only the power of God, but he's the... The wisdom of God. Watch what it says in Colossians 2, 2. That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ, in whom, it's talking about Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What does that mean? What I believe the Bible teaches there, we cannot truly be wise and exhibit wisdom until we know Christ as our Savior. I believe the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs teaches that clearly. It's the beginning of knowledge. I believe that we cannot truly experience true wisdom till we know Christ as our personal Savior. 
It comes through Him. It comes through His influence. It comes through Him working in our life. Secondly, secondly, it starts with Christ. Secondly, it goes to the Scriptures. This is, this is probably the most important because most of y'all in here are saved. I'm, I'm taking for granted that most of y'all are saved. I believe you're saved. I hope you're saved. If you're not saved, we can fix that. Before you leave, we'll, we'll handle that issue. Uh, no problem whatsoever. We'd love to take a Bible tonight and introduce you to the wisest man we've ever met. Amen? But what's, what's the next step? The Scriptures. Don't base any decision on your feelings. Your feelings will change. Your feelings will change. Your feelings will change with the weather. Your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings will... Listen, you can't base anything on that. You got to base it on Scripture. Are you all with me? Watch what, watch what the, the, the notes say. The Word of God is also our wisdom. Watch what it says in Deuteronomy. It says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments... Keep therefore and do them. Why? For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. The scriptures are able to make us wise unto salvation, according to 2 Timothy 3.15. I cannot tell you, listen, how important it is to know the word of God because it will not lie. You, here's another thing, too. You can't base... You can't base what you believe on experience. Now, now, now think about this a minute. I, this is, I know this is heavy. I, I don't know why, but this is heavy tonight. And, and a lot of people struggle with this. Well, I was in that. I, I, had, I, I, was, I was talking to an evangelist. I was talking to an evangelist about a, a, a charismatic charlatan. I'm talking about, I'm talking about somebody that's, that's, that's one of the biggest thieves and and. and, and shysters on tv and uh and he said he said uh well i was in a meeting with him and i felt something and and he his his immediate response he thought i was going to say man if you felt it it must have been real and this is what i said i said i don't know what you felt i don't know what you felt but he's unbiblical what he's doing is not scriptural and if it's not scriptural, it don't matter what you felt. Because what you felt wasn't God. Because God will never contradict his word. Never. Well, I tell you what, I just, I, I, I just, I, I can't. I, I've met with people in counseling, sat at the desk, across the desk, and, 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 and I say, listen, this is wrong what you're doing. This is wrong how you're living. You've got to change this. Well, I, 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 but preacher, we feel that's, that's irrelevant. Now watch this. Watch, watch this. Let's, let's just <laughs> let's, let's give the benefit of the doubt. Say you're right because you're feeling this way. Then why are you in my office? Right? You see, we, 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 have, we, have, we have become a society that, that not only do we operate on feelings, but how many of y'all know we'll wear our feelings on our shoulder? We become so ultra-sensitive that we can say the truth, and you can know it's the truth and get mad anyway. 
because we've we've ceased to let this make the final decision and when this this ceases to become the final authority we're a shipwreck because we have no stable footing anymore so why do you say that because I feel I feel let me, let me prove it all right I'm gonna say a word and I need your response all right respond any way you want to respond all right oysters Buchanan says, where's the bathroom? Oh, I thought you said, where's the bathroom? Tabasco. I like that one. Amen. Now, my wife would have said, where's the bathroom? Amen. How many of y'all like oysters? All right. How many of y'all can't stand them? How many of y'all ain't never tried them? We dare you. You know that's how we all tried it. It was a dare. You know what? I've always wondered something. This don't have nothing to do with the message, but who was the first guy to eat one of them? And how hungry was he? That he looks down at that slimy, nasty-looking thing and says, you know what, I think I'm going to eat that right there. Am I right? Now, now, now look, did y'all see all the different responses to this one thing? So if we all went by how we feel with no final authority that's a dangerous thing to be amen that's good that's good where where else do we find wisdom we find it in christ knowing christ number two we find it in the scriptures the scriptures will teach us how to live the scriptures will teach us how to die the scriptures will teach us how to treat our spouses the the scriptures will teach us how to treat our children how to treat our parents it, 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 will, it will help us solve our problems. It will teach us how to handle our finances. We, we, we are living in a society that cannot manage anything, whether it's relationships, finances, or anything. You know why? We've gone completely away from the guidebook. You see, we have a creator. We have, we have an engineer who orchestrated life. And he created man out of the dust of the ground. And he breathed in his nostrils the breath of life. And he became a living soul. And then he wrote a guidebook. Y'all with me? I, I, was, I was in in our Honda. I was in our Honda. Uh, and, and I was going to check the oil. And uh, uh, Dorgan, you'd be proud of me. I checked the oil, man. I mean, it was great. I, 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 but, but I had a problem. Because I'm looking all over this thing. Now, if it was a Chevy, it would have been right out where I could see it. Amen? I, I'm looking and I'm looking. And, 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 and how many of y'all get aggravated when you can't find what you're looking for? And so I'm getting, and I'm already in a hurry because I'm, I'm having to be somewhere and I'm having to, a long way to go and a short time to get there. And we're eastbound. And, oh, okay, anyway. So I called Tammy. I said, Tammy, where's the latch at for the hood? I can't find the latch. Where's it at? I mean, you think it's right here, and I'm I'm saying I'm looking everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, guess 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 what guess what her her great advice to me was. Say it again. Read the manual. Guess what? Guess what I found about thirty seconds after opening the manual. Say, what's the point? 
What hood latch are you looking for in your life? What problem are you trying to solve in your marriage? In in your finances? In 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 in, in your 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 relationship struggles? It's right here. It's right here. Now the third thing. The third thing. Look what he says. Look. Let's go back to chapter one. Let's go back to chapter one. I I, I don't even, I don't even see a clock, man. I could go three days. I don't have no clock whatsoever. I, I don't even know. Uh, does Dustin have any clue whatsoever? Is that is that the right time or? Okay. All right. We got plenty of time then. Hey, Adam. He'll add time for you. Amen. He's he's good. We'll give him a dollar. Amen. All right. Look what, look what it says. Look what it says in, in verse number 5. Verse number 5. Chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 5. If you found it, say amen. If, read it with me. If, how many? Does that mean, does that mean, no matter who's in here, that there is wisdom available for us? You mean the same kind of wisdom that the preacher uses, anybody can use? Aren't you glad, aren't you glad that we don't have to go to a priest? Aren't you glad we have equal access to the throne? I don't have to go to nobody to pray for me. I'm just, I can go straight to the throne. And I can go, according to the Bible, I can go boldly. If any, watch what it says, if any of you lack what? Wisdom. Let him just ask. Just ask. Now watch how God gives it. God that giveth to all men. What does that mean? What does that mean? Abundance. Graciously. What else? Willingly. How about this? More than enough. Graciously gives us what we need when we need to make a decision. Now let's, let's go back to this. How many of y'all have made a bad decision before? Now, how many of y'all wish you could have gone back and said, all right, Lord. I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. There's been times. I know y'all never do this because y'all are more spiritual than me. There's been times I asked him, and he told me, and I still did it wrong. How many of y'all ever done that? You know what I found out about that is uh, you remember them longer. Those painful lessons, you remember them a lot longer. What he says, if any of you lack wisdom, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask. Just come to me. Come to me. And the one that gives it liberally, more than enough, generously, watch what it says. Watch what it says. And upbraideth not, it shall be what? Given him. So where do we get our prayer our our our, our wisdom from? We get it from Christ. We get it from the scriptures, and we get it from prayer. James 1, 5 indicates that we find wisdom through believing prayer. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. The Holy Spirit of God is the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and he directs us in the wisest paths as we trust the word and pray. And let me say this, let me say this, let me say this, let me say this. If the answer you think you got in prayer, now, now this is important, it's important. Some of y'all going to get mad because I've had people get mad at me about it. I, I'm telling you, I prayed and God spoke to me. Okay, okay. If the answer that you got in prayer and you say God spoke to you contradicts the word, it wasn't God. 
because he can't he can't speak to you something different than he spoke in the word you say what will he speak to me whatever he put in the word does this make sense i'm telling you this will save us from a lot of grief a lot of grief if we take the word and compare it to what because there's so many people operating on feelings and 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 they say well i feel like god spoke to me but it's totally contrary to what the bible says and if that's the case it can't be god amen all right all right i'll move along uh here's some here's some things that take place here's some things you say how do i know how do i know if i'm operating in the wrong wisdom well here's some here's some things that can help us discern whether we are or not the wisdom from above the wisdom from above god's wisdom operates in a different way from the wisdom that is earthly sensual or devilish since they or originate from radically different sources they must operate in opposite ways here's some here's some ways we can detect if we're listening or being influenced by the wrong wisdom first number one write this word down envy is there any envy going on in your life this word this is in verse 14 this is in verse 14 back in chapter number three let me get back over here chapter verse number 14 he says he says that you need to be wise and 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 act in good behavior verse 13 but if ye have bitter envying bitter envying this this word carries the meaning of selfish ambition and zeal it ties in with james 3 1 where james was warning them not to be ambitious for spiritual offices the wisdom of the world this is what this is the way the world operates the wisdom of the world says promote yourself you're as good as the other candidates maybe better the wheel that squeaks the loudest gets the grease sad to say there is a great deal of selfish carnal promotion among god's people even the apostles argued over who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom now watch now watch what watch what i underline here it is easy to go on an ego trip under the guise of spiritual zeal the pharisees used their religious activities to promote the praise of men in other words they acted religious so they could get bragged about do you do you give your testimonies so somebody can say something nice about you or watch watch what watch what it goes even further it says we ought to be zealous in the things of the lord but we must be sure that our motives are right now the other day the other day i was going to post something on facebook and the holy spirit said why are you doing that why are you doing that well, well lord I, i'm i'm well i'm just i'm i'm what uh How many of y'all know when he corners you, what you're going to say? And really, the purpose, if the truth be known, the purpose of it, I was posting something that, to get a response, and it was about me. And God said, you need, a, you need somebody to pat you on the back? What, what, why, why are you doing that? Now, let's think about this. It, let me keep reading. Uh, watch. What is our motives for what we do, what we say, uh, what we post, what we, what, we, what we do? 
The wisdom of this world exalts man and robs God of glory. In 1 Corinthians 1.17, Paul discussed the wisdom of God and the wisdom of this world. And he explained why God works as he does, that no flesh should glory in his presence. He concluded the section with this admonition, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Now watch, watch. Is our zeal for the Lord spiritual or carnal? I mean, let's be honest. Are, are we all jacked up about Jesus? Is that because uh, people are going to look at us and say, Oh, look what they're doing. And Do we rejoice? Do we re Now, let's be honest right here. Do we rejoice when others succeed? Or do we have secret envy and criticism? Do we feel burdened when others fail? Or are we kind of glad about it? When the wisdom of the world gets into the church... There is a great deal of fleshly promotion and human glorification. Beware. What, 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 why, why is there that sense of when you see somebody else fail or fall, that sense of, mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden, inside, we're swelling up like, look what, I didn't do that. That's what this is saying. And guess who we're trying to get glory? Credit. Praise. Do you know why? Do you know why Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts got killed? They tried to steal God's glory. And God rolled them up. Do you know what? According to the Bible, God will share his home, God will share his love, God will share his mercy, God will share his son, God will share his provisions. But there's one thing in all of the Bible that God will not share, His glory. Do you know why? Do you know why He sent a little, uh, a little young, uh, young whippersnapper down in the valley with a great big old giant? And that young whippersnapper killed that giant? Because they wasn't going to say, man, look at the muscles on that little David. You know what they were saying? He's going to get killed. Goliath, he, it's over with. It's done. He don't have nothing but a sling. Goliath's got a sword. Goliath's got a spear. What's David doing? Where's that rock going? Pow! Whoa! And, and, and you know what David said? You know what David said? He's a scrappy little booger. I love him when they're scrappy. Amen? He's running to the giant. He, listen, he says, he, and, 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 and the giant says, I'm going to feed your flesh to the fowls of the air. Who is this? Who is this? Am I a dog? Am I a dog that you're going to sit? And oh, he was mad. I mean, he was upset. It really, it really hurt his pride when David come out there. And David said, let me tell you something. He said, everybody on that mountain and everybody on that mountain, and even in this valley, they're going to know that there's a God in Israel today because you're going down. David wasn't taking the credit. Saul, he couldn't take the credit. They were hiding behind rocks. They were hiding behind tents. They would, but no, no. God picked somebody who would give him all the glory and all the credit. Listen, this is this is. If we ever, if we ever get crazy, and lose our minds, and start thinking we're somebody at Temple, because of what's going on around here, God will shut it down. If we keep the mentality that we are nothing and he is everything, if we keep the mentality we don't want to be a big chief, 
We don't want to be a big boss. We just want to have a little small part of something big and give God the glory for everything that's happening, for the people that get saved, for the crowds that's coming, for the spirit that's here. Hey, listen, if we give him glory, he'll keep showing up. But let me tell you what will happen. When we start thinking like the world, we'll want praise. We'll want fame. Look at the world. Look at, look at Hollywood. Look at the actresses and the actors. And, the, and, and, and they're, it's, it's, a, it's a mutual admiration society. They're giving their own self awards. Think about that. And they'll walk like there's something. It's make-believe. But look at it. You know, it, it, it always breaks my heart when I see this young adolescent girl or, 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 or young man strike it big and become a star because I know what's going to happen. Look at all of them. Lindsay Lohan. Britney Spears, all of them, name them. All, uh, listen, Miley Cyrus, all of these people that were... Envy, envy, we can't have envy. We can't, we can't promote flesh. We can't promote ourselves. We've got to give God all the glory. All the glory, everything. Listen... Singers in here, I don't know how many singers we got in here, but if you got to sing and you got to have people to see you sing, you don't know you sing. It, it, oh. Let, let's 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 do this. Let's do this. If, if we don't get anything out of tonight, let, let's make it. Let's make a, a pact tonight, all of us in here, because I know y'all love being here, and and and, and you're here because you want to learn. Let's let's do this. Let's ask God to keep our, our, our motives in check. Can we do that? Can we? I mean, let's ask God to do it. Like, like, like when we go to post something, let's say, God, what's my motives on this? Am I doing this so you can get glory? Or am I doing this so somebody can look, look at me and say, man, look at him. Why are we giving a testimony? Are, 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 are we wanting people to see what we've done, what we've accomplished? Or, I had, I had, I'm going to say this. We got 36 seconds. Just put your, hold, hold your nose. Just look at me just a second. Just look at me a second. We've, we've been in the top 100 fastest growing churches in America two years in a row. Probably three, but we didn't send the numbers in and all that, whatever. I got a letter today. I got a letter today from somebody in Mobile. And, uh, and, and it was scathing. I'm talking about, oh my goodness. Are you looking for members or are you looking for money? And this, you're the fastest growing church, one of the, one of the 100, I mean, just this whole page and, and I'm, I'm reading it and I'm, I'm snickering a little bit and I'm, I'm thinking what my letter's going to look like. And, uh, and, uh, I started, I started already number one, uh, and, and God said, you ain't writing no letter. And, and, and you can ask Dustin. I don't know where he's at. He's out smoking or something. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> Gone. This, this is what I told Dustin. He come to my office. I said, you read the letter? Because he, he started laughing. He said, hi. I said, I said, don't send numbers in no more. 
period. I said, we've got two things. We've got two things from sending them numbers in. One, when people find out we're one of the fastest growing churches, we've had salespeople trying to sell us everything under the sun. And I despise that, say amen. And I said, two, we've gotten criticism. I said, why don't we do this? Let's don't set ourselves up for that. Let's don't put ourselves out there for that. Let's just build this church and glorify God and let him do whatever he wants to do. Amen? Let's do that. And, 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 he can, he, and, and God can do whatever, whatever he wants to do. Amen? I, I, I love y'all, and I, I, listen, this is heavy. This is heavy. Let's, let's ask God to check our motives with everything. Why we do what we do, why we say what we say, the decisions we make in life, say, God, check my motives. Why am I doing this? And all God's people say it. Lord, help us do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night, everybody.